Well, hey, I want to talk today and finish talking about what uh, I've been um, um, talking about these last three weeks on lean on the Holy Spirit. And I want to take us to a, a verse of scripture in John chapter 16, verse 7. It's out of the uh, um, English um, standard version. And it says this, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. I love that. It is to your advantage, Jesus said. It's to your advantage that I go, because if I don't, the helper won't come. How many could use an advantage in life? (laughs) See, as a kid, uh, my height and athletic ability gave me an advantage on the court or on the field. And as a result of that advantage that I knew I had, uh, I had this confidence that uh, was present whenever I was on the court or on the field or doing anything from an athletic standpoint. Um, uh, Knowing that you have an advantage um, helps you as you step up to perform. I'll give you an example. In grade eight, I won the right to represent our school in the city finals in discus. Uh, My height and technique actually gave me an advantage. And so I, here I am at the provincials. I, I step into the ring because in discus there's a, there's a ring on the, on the ground and you have to stay within that ring. If you step outside of the ring or onto the ring, you're disqualified. My first two throws weren't very good. My technique just wasn't there. For some reason, I was off. Maybe I was a little intimidated uh, by, you know, the big crowds and now I'm representing my school and all of that, right? So my first two throws didn't go that well. Um, I knew, I knew I had the skills to do it. I had trained a lot for it. Uh, man, practice day after day after day. I had a great uh, coach who uh, taught me the technique properly because in discus, it's, it's, it's not just your physical ability. It's all in your technique, in your how you spin and how you throw it, where you release it. And anyways, I knew I had this advantage, but I had not yet tapped into it until my last throw I step into the ring and you know you're 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 thinking okay my technique my technique I you know you have to pivot and spin and release it just at the right point little flick of the wrist and I did it and I threw it and I broke the provincial record yeah it was a great throw I threw that puppy as far as I could friends you and I have the Holy Spirit as an advantage in our lives. He's been given to the Christian so that we could have an advantage in life. I ask you again, could you use a little bit of an advantage in life? Could you use an advantage when it comes to dealing with health issues? Could you use an advantage when it comes to dealing with mental health issues? For sure. Could you use an advantage when it comes to just going about your everyday life? Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go away. For when I do, the helper will come. 
And the Amplified Translation actually says this, the helper will come to be in close fellowship with you. I don't know, but, you know, I think of the Holy Spirit as the one who gives us the unfair advantage in life. When darkness pops up its ugly head, we have an unfair advantage over it. When sickness comes knocking on the door, we have an unfair advantage over it. When trouble, turmoil, or turbulence comes our way as a, as a Christian, we have an advantage over it. Why? Because again, Jesus said that it is to your advantage that I go away. For when I do, the helper will come. <laughs> and just a quick glance through some of the stories that we see in Scripture, it weighs all of that out. Think about Abraham. When Abraham marched uh, against a raiding party that captured his nephew Lot, he soundly defeated them because he knew he had an advantage. When Elijah confronted the prophets of Baal, he basically humiliated them. Why? Because he knew that he had an advantage. And David, when he ran out to fight Goliath, he had this confidence about him because he knew that he had an advantage. In the Bible, we see story after story after story of God's people defeating obstacles that came their way because they realized that they had an advantage in life. Now, I want to stop and clarify some of these comments for a minute. This advantage that I'm talking about and these Old Testament stories that I just shared and that you read are about God's people soundly defeating the enemies that were uh, against God's people. They were soundly defeating the enemies, not for the sake of having an advantage for advantage sake. It's about having an advantage over the evil that kept knocking at their door. It was never about the people. It was about the evil that, uh, that was at work within the society. And God gave his people an advantage over them. So the advantage God gives us is never to be lorded over people. Right? It's always so that God could have His way. That's the advantage God gave us. Just think about a, another story in the Bible of Joseph when he went to lead his people into the promised land. He did it because he knew he had an advantage. Now, were there, were, were there obstacles in his path along the way? Yeah, you betcha. There were a lot of obstacles. You know, for example, Joseph had to earn the trust of the people because the leader they just had had passed away. And their leader was Moses, who just happened to be uh, the most influential leader in history, probably outside of Christ. He had to follow in this dude's footsteps. But he did it because he knew he had an advantage. And a little bit of a side note, um, how Joseph did it was he 
recognized he could not be like Moses. He had to be the best he, him, that he could be. He had to be the best Joseph that he could be. Friends, when you know that God has given you an advantage, you just have to be the best person that God has called you to be. Does that make sense? Joseph also had to overcome the doubt and the unbelief that had uh, crept into all of Israel. Like, think about it for a minute. Doubt and unbelief had crept into the entire camp except for two people. So in the end, there was only three people. Three against, I don't know, a couple of million people? Maybe three million people? Three against three million. Think of the odds. But Joseph pressed forward and kept marching forward because he knew he had an advantage. Friends, you and I must recognize this. And hey, another side note in this. Sometimes, as a leader, you need to make unpopular decisions. <laughs> decisions that not everybody will be on board with. In Joseph's case, there was only three out of about three million people. <laughs> but guess what? When you step up to the plate to be a leader... That just comes with the territory. You need to trust God that he has given you an advantage and you just run forward with the vision that God has given you. Joseph also had to overcome the giants that were uh, lurking about the land. And no, we're not talking about work-faced, uh, two-headed type monster of giants. These were just really big people. They, they were like the Goliaths of the day. Goliath was, they say, about nine feet tall and a giant of a man, literally. And he was a hardened warrior. And these were the type of people that Joseph had to lead the Israelites into to fight against. But Joseph did it knowing that he had an advantage. Another little side note on this. Problems more often present themselves as giants. How many of you know that? <laughs> Problems will present themselves as giants. And like with Joseph, you have to figure out a way to cut those problems down to size. See, having an advantage is all about knowing that the Holy Spirit is present with you everywhere you go. The Holy Spirit is with me. The people in the Old Testament, these stories that I'm talking about, they knew that God's presence was with them and they knew that God's presence was his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit was with them every single where, everywhere they went, every place they turned, every obstacle they faced. They knew God was with them and they knew that there was an anointing present for them to do what God had asked them to do. And friends, you and I also must catch this and understand this so that we can successfully uh, walk out this thing called life and tackle every obstacle and every problem and every issue that may come our way, whether it is a physical issue in our own body, a physical issue in the body of a loved one, or it, maybe it's an unemployment issue that you're facing. You need to know that you have an advantage in life. 
And that advantage has been given to you by Jesus himself in the person of the Holy Spirit of God. Again, it's not an advantage to be lorded over people. God doesn't give you an advantage so you can one up your neighbor. God doesn't give you an advantage so you can be better than. It's all about God getting the glory. It's all about God's kingdom in the end uh, advancing and taking territory and doing what God has ultimately called you and I as Christians to do. Amen? See, the Holy Spirit gives the Christian the advantage. Now, I also have to, I, I feel I have to add something to this as well, is there's nothing wrong with the Holy Spirit giving you the advantage in life. Let's use the example of business. There, there's nothing wrong with the Holy Spirit giving you the advantage to make wise uh, and prudent business decisions. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think of a story of uh, our own Peter. Peter uh, tells the story of how the Holy Spirit spoke to him about a business opportunity and, and something to do with um, uh, environmental green options in the housing industry. It, it was a Holy Spirit moment. And that business now today is run by his son, has spread outside of Alberta into B.C., and employs a number of people, including our own Guy and Christina's daughter, Peter's own other son, who is helping his brother reach markets that were before untapped. It all started because Peter knew that he had an advantage, and that advantage was the person of the Holy Spirit. So there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, I think of uh, all the employment opportunities that my wife has uh, been graced with. And, you know, we're talking... Like, how did that employment opportunity come out of what you were doing? And you you met what person? And, and, and how did they look in favor upon you? And like, I just don't understand how that happened, how you got that job and how you got that position and how you were granted that favor. It was that kind of stuff. But she knew she had a Holy Spirit advantage in life. That the Holy Spirit was with her, speaking to her, communicating to her, talking to her about her future and about her life and about her present. And this is what the Holy Spirit wants to do. You know, I think of Pastor Ron. He's one of the smartest people I know. He is, truly. And But he, he always says this next to his brothers. I don't know very much. You know, and then I think of the success that him and his brothers have had in business. And I think, yeah, it's because they've had an advantage. His parents were deeply touched by the Spirit of God. And I believe as a result, that advantage seeped into the lives of their children. Amen. Friends, this is what the Holy Spirit does. He gives us an advantage. He gives us an advantage in life. And this is why you and I must learn to lean on the Holy Spirit. Maybe you need to jot down in your phone, you know, okay, uh, what kind of advantage could I use in life? You know, take a minute and just jot down. What kind of advantage could I use in life right now? What kind of Holy Spirit advantage 
could I use to help successfully benefit the kingdom of God? What would that look like? Right? And again, it's not an advantage over people. It's not an advantage to get your way. <laughs> but it's an advantage in the end that God will get his way. Does that make sense? Again, just a quick glance through the New Testament and you see the Holy Spirit advantage manifesting itself amongst the early church believers. The Holy Spirit advantage helped them be a successful Christian witness in their society. You know, think about it. Just, just think about the early church and if you read the book of Acts, and you start just at the book of Acts. You see right at the beginning of Acts, you see the Holy Spirit manifesting himself in a unique way. And as a result, the early church, well, the message of the gospel spread across the entire known world at the time. All because of a Holy Spirit advantage that they knew they had. Were there obstacles along the way? You betcha. There were a lot of obstacles. Along the way, they lived in a society that was completely anti-God. And but they knew they had this Holy Spirit advantage and they chose to take advantage of that to benefit the kingdom of God, to depopulate the kingdom of, gar of darkness and populate the kingdom of heaven. They had this advantage. And friends, you and I have this same advantage. This Holy Ghost advantage helped them live for God more fully. Could you use to live for God more fully? I know I can. And the Holy Spirit gives us that advantage to do it. You know, you just think of some of the fruits of the Spirit. It's fruits of the what? Of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. That helps you live your life for God more fully. Uh, who couldn't use a little bit more joy or a little bit more peace during these unique times? I mean, the Holy Spirit manifests these fruits in our lives. It's an advantage that he has given us where we can have um, an ability where it may not come naturally to us to be kind uh, for kindness sake. The Holy Spirit gives us an advantage through his the fruits of the spirit that can be manifest in our life, that we can be kind when it doesn't come naturally to us, that we can have peace when naturally we want to worry. Naturally, we want to fret. Naturally, we want to, you know, we're 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 concerned deeply concerned about everything around us. But the Spirit of God gives us this advantage over that where we can have peace where it's like, I don't understand how you're having this peace. Right? And just think of all the fruits of the Spirit. And these are all advantages that are given to us as Christians, all as a result of being connected with the Spirit of God. Uh, the Holy Spirit gave the early church advantage in dealing with relational hiccups. It gave them, helped them even in business. It helped them defeat sickness and disease. The Holy Spirit helped them communicate more effectively. Friends, these are all advantages 
that the Holy Spirit gives to you and I as Christians. And we must, I implore you, we must, we must take advantage of this, of this advantage that we have been given. This power, this anointing, this presence of God that is available to us. And really, the entirety of the entire scripture is all about God's people having an advantage in life. Is it not? Again, it's, and and I don't know why I feel I need to repeat this as often as I am, but somebody needs to hear this. It's not an advantage for advantage's sake. It's not an advantage so you can have an advantage over your neighbor. It's about you having an advantage so you can help advance the kingdom of God. And if part of that advancement of the kingdom of God is through that business that it, God has placed in your heart, then let it be so. It, it's it's about advancing the kingdom. If part of that advancement that God has given you and that gift that God has given you is in the healthcare industry, then use that advantage to advantage the kingdom of God. Whenever you um, love on someone who uh, needs loving, and you think of the sick, whenever you help someone who needs healing, and we think of our medical profession, that is advancing the kingdom of God. I believe it is, especially if you're a Christian. It's an advantage that God has given us. You know, when I think of some of the gifts and talents and abilities that are in this room, and there's some of the gifts, talents, and abilities that are that are with you who are watching on the screen, It's an advantage that God has given you that can help benefit the kingdom of God. You say, well, how how can that help benefit the kingdom of God? Well, you'd be surprised. You know, we're now coming at you uh, online. Somebody who has all this skill in developing uh, things online. I, I don't even know the right terminology, but you do. You go, you mean that's an advantage that God's given me that I can use some of my my computer ability and some of my online ability to help advance the kingdom of God? Yes, for sure. You 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 might be at home and 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 watching this and you can you have a little bit of an advantage right now over over us because uh, you can you can uh, especially if you're watching tonight or tomorrow or Wednesday you can pause. Hey, just wait a minute. And make a comment about that and send it out and send it out to your friends and tell your friends that, hey, you got to listen to this message, man. You got to check this out. You know, uh, that's an advantage. If you even know how to do that, that's an advantage over many of us because a lot of us don't know how to do it. God has given you so many gifts and talents and it is an advantage, my friend, especially when you Lean into the person of the Holy Spirit and you allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you and minister to you through this. Don't think that you don't have anything to offer. Please don't think that. Please don't think that, well, yeah, I'm not a communicator, so I don't know how the church could use me. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not a musician, so uh, I don't know how I could be a benefit to the church. You know, don't think that way. There are so many ways that God could use you to help advance the kingdom of God. 
you know, I, I think of the times when I, as a, as a young man, uh, attending church, I was 20 years old and I was freshly born again. And, um, you know what advantage that God used uh, to help pull me in to church? That church was a friendly place was there were people coming up to me, just smiling and giving me a hug. That was it. That's all they did. They just said, hi, welcome. And they gave me a hug and I didn't know what to do with the hug. It was like, what? Why are you hugging me? I don't even know you, you know, and, but, and, and at first I hated hugs. I didn't like hugs because it was like, man, you're invading my space. I don't even know you and you smell it a little bit and, you know, and, <laughs> and, but God softened me over that. Where I just, I love hugs. And I, I so miss, I can relate to what Pastor Yvette said. I, you know, I so miss that time after worship and we get to connect and hug and, you know, uh, I miss that. Cause now I'm, I'm, I'm a hug machine. I, I just love hugging. And, you know, and God used that, uh, to help this young man who was freshly born again out of a life of sin and how he connected me to a church. And I'm so grateful for that, for those people that chose, yeah, this is an advantage that I have. I'm a friendly person, and I like to smile, I like people, and uh, I, I can. God can use me to just hug somebody. And they ha- probably had no clue that that's how God was using them back in the day. Friends, you have an advantage. Can I ask you, if you have not yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as is spoken of here in the book of Acts, when we see the Holy Spirit falling upon the church in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 2, if, if that's you and you have not yet experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, can I ask you today to just simply ask God for it? Here's what I want you to do. Just go and read the first two chapters of the book of Acts. Just the first two chapters. And then at the end of that read, say, God, I want your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come upon me and baptize me afresh. And you saw, as you read in those first two books of Acts, you saw what occurred and what happened, right? What happened to the early church then? If you know the story, you know what happened. They spoke in tongues. They witnessed with power. The Holy Spirit's present uh, presence was present upon everybody and everybody around them knew it. Friends, this is what happens to you. So if that's you today and you have not yet experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want you to experience it today. I implore you to experience the Holy Spirit today in your life. If that's you, I, I, I just want to pray a prayer right now, a simple prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. A simple prayer. And it goes like this. And why not repeat it after me? Say, Holy Spirit, come into my life. I need your advantage. I need your help. Jesus called you my helper. 
So I need your help. Come and fill me. Come and fill me afresh. Amen. That's it, friends. There's nothing more. The Spirit of God falling upon you where you are. Falling upon you where you are. The Spirit of God ministering to you where you are. The Spirit of God moving where you are. See, I want you to know that the Spirit of God is God's touch upon mankind. The Holy Spirit is the finger of God. He's the finger of God's right hand, if you may. You heard that term, right hand man. Well, the Holy Spirit is that to God. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives man power to drive out demons. We see that clearly in Scripture. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives man power to work signs and wonders. We see that in Scripture. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of promise from on high that was fulfilled in at Pentecost. We see that in the book of Acts. You know, Jesus himself said in Luke 11:20, I don't have it on the screen, but it says, it is by the finger of God that I cast out devils. And what he was meaning was, this is by the anointing of the Spirit of God. And you go, well, how do you know that? How do you read that out of this scripture? Because in Matthew chapter 11, verse or 12, verse 28, Matthew's account of this says that it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons. The Spirit of God, friends, is the finger of God. I don't know if you remember seeing Michelangelo's great portrait of God and and with Adam. And, you know, God is kind of lying down and his finger is pointing toward Adam. And Adam's reaching out with his hand. That's representative of the Spirit of God reaching out to man. In fact... In the Bible, whenever you see the, meta, the uh, metaphorical expression, the finger of God or the hand of God, it is a direct reference to the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is God's finger or God's hand reached out to a world that is in desperate need of a hand. The Spirit of God. Friends. We so need the Spirit of God. We so need His presence. I personally don't want to live another moment without this full understanding that the Spirit of God is with me and He has given me an advantage. I don't want to pastor anymore without that advantage in my life because it's easy to do it I've been there it's easy to do it relying on your own natural abilities relying on your own natural strengths you know as a communicator relying on your own ability to communicate and move people I don't want to do it anymore on my own I want to only do it through the advantage that Jesus himself gave to me through the person of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to deal with the struggles of life anymore without knowing the Spirit of God is with me. 
I don't want to deal with the pain and the tragedies that are around me in my own strength. I want to only do it now through the strength of the Spirit of God that surges through me. And I hope you come to the same place. You know, where you're employed, that you don't run in your own strength anymore. And try to deal with that co-worker who is just driving you nuts. Do it in the strength of the Spirit of God. Do it with the advantage that He has given you. To love like you've never been able to love before. To have peace like you've never had peace before. To have a kindness that you've never had before. Think about it, that gentleness. You think of all the fruits of the Spirit. Manifest in your life. They're fruits of the Spirit. They're fruits that the Holy Spirit of God manifests in your life and makes present everywhere you go. I don't want to deal with any pain that I've ever dealt with in my life on my own anymore. It's got to be by the strength of the Spirit of God. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're present here today and you've been dealing with uh, a pain. It's not a physical pain. It's a it's a an emotional pain. It's an emotional wound. It's an emotional scar, and it's it's dug deep, man. I mean, it's dug itself deep into your world. It's attached itself to you, and you've you've tried all these methods to deal with it. Well, can I encourage you today? Try the Holy Spirit. Try the Holy Spirit. Give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to show Himself strong. His whole ministry purpose is to be your helper, as I read earlier in our in our text of the day. He's your helper. You don't have to deal with this alone anymore. Our our church motto is don't do life alone. Well, don't do life alone without the Holy Spirit. You need Him. So call upon Him. Please, if you're at home and you're watching this, call upon Him. Victory Life Couch Church. Make sure you do that. VLCC. (laughs) You like that, Aki? God is so good. Maybe you're here. I want to just close with this. Maybe you're here and you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to give you an opportunity to, to, to do that this morning. And I just want to lead you in a simple prayer. Is that all right? Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're live and you've not yet asked Jesus Christ to come into your life to be your personal Lord and Savior. And if that's you, I want to pray with you. If that's you, I want to lead you in a prayer. If that's you watching online, I want to lead you in a prayer. And it just, it goes like this. And just repeat this after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and to my life. And from this day forward, I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. 
Amen. If you prayed that prayer, friends, I want you to know that you're a Christian. If that's you, hey, please go online to our website, fill out one of those connect cards. Let us know that you prayed that prayer and um, we'll connect with you. If that's you here today, if you prayed that prayer, please talk to me, talk to my wife, talk to somebody, talk to the person that you came with and let them know the decision that you made. So grateful, so grateful to, for, to God for you that you tuned in today. You took the time. Thank you for that. Make sure you subscribe, like us, share us with your group. Let folk know about what's going on here. Friends, the Spirit of God is here. He is here. And I'm so grateful. So grateful for His love. Hey, next week, uh, Pastor Ron is going to minister. I mentioned him earlier. He's our teaching pastor in the church, and he's great. I always love his 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 words that he brings, and it's called um, facing uncertainty. Yeah, reacting. Yeah, faith and uncertainty. <laughs> facing, facing. <laughs> well, you just want to tune in, anyways. God is good. It's going to be great. I love it. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you guys for tuning in. We love you. God bless you. If you need prayer, come on forward and we want to pray with you. Well, I'll, I'll wear a mask. I'll anoint my hands with uh, anti, anti whatever oil, sanitizer oil, and I'll pray with you. God bless you. We love you.